Welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. As always, I appreciate anyone who takes the time to listen to the Big MX Radio Podcast. And uh, this episode, as all episodes, is brought to you by Phoenix Handle Bars. Now, Jason, if you're listening, first of all, that's awesome. Uh, I'm actually surprised you listened to all these shows. Secondly, I need you to text me. Uh, I have some questions about the... Um, both about the, the handlebar bend that I ordered uh, in my last order for Phoenix Handlebars, but also about uh, some of the new jobs posted on uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Uh, I know there's a ton of cool uh, jobs coming down the pipe through uh, that website. You can apply for free. You can uh, you can put your resume on there for free. And uh, I'm about to finish my business diploma, so I need a job, and I want to work in the motorcycle industry. The only place to easily get in there is MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Um, hey guys, if you're a first time listener, this is awesome. Welcome. Bigger Max Radio is, uh, is a podcast that you're going to get content from at least twice a week. Um, what day that might be, uh, is a bit of a mystery sometimes. Uh, James, uh, Dahlman knows that as well as others. Uh, but, uh, I appreciate everybody who is super patient over the years and, uh, we try and get, uh, content out as, as, regularly as possible and uh, I'm, I'm looking I'm working to uh, get that more dialed in all the time even though sometimes you might be call call, call bullshit on that but uh, anyways um, podcast is free comes to your phone uh, via Spotify or iTunes or maybe you go to bigmxradio.com uh, but I doubt it uh, but um, if you uh, if you enjoy the podcast I hope that you pay the fee that is to uh, bring me one friend bring me a like-minded individual who loves motocross and hopefully we can continue to uh, to grow this thing grow the community and uh, I love to get all these direct messages emails and uh, text messages that I get from people that listen to the show both of you are cool and that's fantastic and uh, of course I'm just kidding I actually do get quite a few DMs throughout the day from people who enjoy the show uh, so um Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. I hope that you guys really enjoy it. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars, as well as Alpine Star MX. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. Welcome to episode 803 of the Big MX Radio Podcast. With us on the line, he's a repeat offender on the podcast, backed by popular demand, both text messages that I heard about it from his last interview were very well received and that's why exactly why we got on the podcast one of them was from his mom the other one was from his girlfriend jt fox how's it going hey i'm doing good man thanks for having me back hey thank you for for, for getting your your wife and girl or your girlfriend and your mom to text in and, and request you being on back on the show that's exactly why we're chatting with you right now Yep, exactly. My biggest fans. They got to uh, keep me in business over here. So happy to be back for sure. That's awesome. So uh, obviously, like we, we went kind of in-depth on your um, history within the sport, where that passion was built, because I think that anybody that lives and works and dedicates time towards the sport of motocross has to be somebody who is deeply invested and has a, a deep-rooted uh, passion for the sport of motocross. Uh, today, however, we're going to start kind of unpacking some of that catalog uh, of, of items that are within the scope of Alpine Stars MX. Like I said to you on the first podcast, I to me Alpine Stars MX is a is a brand that's such a it's an aspiring brand. Tons of people know about it. 
tons of people know that they're fantastic products, but very much like a, a, a McLaren uh, car like uh, or, or a Mercedes-Benz, there's not a lot of people who know a lot about the ins and outs and the intricate workings and the, the amount of, of uh, research and development um, that go into uh, the different pieces that you guys uh, create. So I wanted to go ahead and do that uh, to sort of go through and, and inform some of my listeners who uh, maybe some of them are Canadians like me. It's the middle, it's the tail end of February. You start to sort of start combing the internet as to what your, your kit's going to look like uh, for 2021. Or maybe you're in the heart of uh, Southern California and every day is sunny 75 and uh, you, you don't have to worry about it. You just want to look cool at the next REA race or when you're going to state fair or trying to uh to go faster than jt at a local track uh either by hook or by crook we're going to figure things out for those people are you ready yeah perfect let's uh, let's get into it all right man well like i thought like obviously alpine stars being a huge player in the boot brand and the boot sector i thought rather than going from uh uh, from t- from toe to head, I think we will just go. We'll eventually land at the boots. Uh, let's start with uh, one of the most important pieces: protect uh, protective uh, equipment. Something that I'm in a, a high, heavy believer in should be one of the um, probably one of the most uh, uh, protective and the most. Uh, you're going to dedicate the most amount of budget of your protective equipment on your head because uh, you as well as I know you can't go to work on Monday if you're having your your meals through a straw um and uh, I think that uh when it when it comes to to a helmet it, it can be no other than uh, the Alpine Stars uh, M10 tell me about it yeah for sure well they definitely they say you know protect what matters most and that's definitely your brain right every time you go ride a dirt bike there's always a chance of uh in the ground and um, our SuperTech M10 is our top of the line helmet. So we'll probably talk about that a little bit today, but um, yeah, super important to, you know, invest in a good helmet that's going to uh, keep you safe out there, whether you're riding trails, getting on the track. Um, however, you're enjoying your dirt bike. It's good to have that uh, layer of protection and, uh, and safety. And uh, while you're kind of knowing that you have that, you know, safety going on, also being comfortable and having some of that ventilation as well as some of the things we'll kind of touch on as well. For sure, like uh, um, I've I've had all kinds of helmets over the years, uh, and unfortunately, I haven't uh, owned the the Alpine Stars because it's actually a newer product for you guys. Um, it wasn't until 2018 where we first saw, I believe it was Dean Wilson wear it for the first time in Monster Energy Supercross. Now you see see guys like Aaron Plessinger as well as the Jet Jetson uh, Lawrence uh, wearing it in Supercross as well as his brother Hunter. Uh, this weekend, um, it's 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 been a long like a long time coming to see this helmet come from where it's at. And the funny thing is, a lot of people uh, they see a new product come out and they said, "Oh, like oh they like they developed it over the last year or so." The original helmet that came out was had been under development for over five years to like intensely study and and, and develop what that helmet has become today. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's kind of uh, kind of the way things work over here. Uh, we don't really launch products until they're ready, and I think with the helmet, you really there's you know there's really no stone uh, left unturned with that thing. It's really every every bit of thought and process I put into that helmet. Um, and yeah, five years of development uh, with our team here, working um, with our athletes, working with prototypes, and uh, with our production facility. So 
um, what the end result is, is really a, one of the most sound helmets, I think, on the market and definitely a great option for, like I said, anyone that's riding track or even trails, um, really giving you a lot of versatility um, and a lot of protection packed into one lid. So uh, really great product, and uh, sometimes the good stuff takes a little extra time. Fair enough. What, what, what's some of the feedback that you get from people who try this helmet on for the very first time, uh, whether it be uh, the A-head uh, fitting heights, the adjustable uh, fitting angle as well? What are people giving you feedback as far as uh, um, like when they first put on the helmet? Obviously, we know it's light. We know that it's super vented. Uh, what else are they saying? Yeah, for sure. I think... Uh... I think a lot of people at first are very surprised by the versatility of the helmet. Um, okay. I think a lot of helmets you try it on and it might fit good or bad, but there's really nothing much you can do about it outside of maybe trying a different size. But um, what's really interesting with the SM10 is that, uh, like you said, the A-head fitment, there's going to be pretty much versatility of adjusting the, the pitch of the of the helmet, both forward and backwards, as well as the height on, uh, on the top of the crown of your head. So that just means that you're going to have full adjustability of where your head fits inside the helmet. Um, as well as um, having different size cheek pads that you can order as well. Um, so really just making that fitment just perfect for your head. Obviously, no two people are the same, um, but it really brings it kind of together. And um, I think a lot of people are surprised just trying it on in a dealer, things like that, that there is so much versatility and um, so much adjustability with the helmet itself. Um, and then once purchased, I think the, the second most surprising thing would be the ventilation. Um, the vents... It, uh, particularly the one that's kind of above your forehead um, that runs across the top of your head. Um, you can feel the wind going through there almost immediately. Um, and it, it does a really good job not only sucking the air in, but also exhausting some of that hot air out. Um, and so that's one thing that I, I personally noticed first ride um, was just how good the air management is inside the helmet. Well, fair enough. And, and for those who are like, you're listening and you're like, okay, how, how important is it that uh, my helmet is, is vented and it has that like cooling sensation uh, when you're riding? And like, I'll, like, obviously it's, you don't want to have your head super hot. That's an uncomfortable feeling. But over and above that, um, it is a safety feature in a lot of ways. If you think about it, a lot of these races we race, uh, especially locally, my, uh, my local B motos are somewhere near 20 minutes long. Um, when it comes to a longer moto like that, whether the, the helmet is heavy or whether it's uh, creating a lot of heat, it's, it's going to add to your fatigue. As we fatigue, we, we uh, have a harder time making sound decisions on the motorcycle and, and it can actually lead to, uh, to, 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 to a safety issue. So in a way, um, the fact that you've got that, the, the cooling technology as well as it being an extremely light helmet, uh, not fatiguing those, those neck muscles, those back muscles, um, it, it's a bit of a safety feature in the fact that uh, later on in the moto, uh, you might find yourself able to uh, make the proper decisions to stay out of danger. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I think in general, when it comes to a lot of our products, especially um, helmets and just protective gear, um, it's really like the goal is to remove those distractions. You know, you should really, uh, when you're wearing these products, you should be able to focus on what's at hand and um, you're one with the bike and there's nothing that's really distracting you from uh, from riding and being as fast as you can be, whether that's getting too hot or things not fitting properly or um, what have you. Um, that's really the, the main focus, right, is, the protection element, but also um, removing those distractions so you can be comfortable and performing at your best. So um, you're 100% correct that, you know, having the right right fitment can definitely change the game and 
if you can stay cool out there during a long moto, that's the goal. And hopefully that'll give you the edge over the guy that's been putting down the same lap times as you all day. Maybe towards the end of that moto, you'll still be feeling good and he'll be heating up. So um, that's kind of what we built it for. Absolutely. I, I could honestly just see late in the moto, I'm stalking a young JT Fox. His elbows are drooping. <laughs> He's looking back a little bit, worrying about the 95 machine uh, going around the outside. And uh, and I'd be able to do so with uh, with an SM10 uh, on my head. I, I honestly think that would be give me the, the edge because I, I assume we're very, we're almost identical in speed. Right. Well, I'd say I think at the end of our 20-minute motos, I don't, I don't know if there's any helmet on earth that would be able to help us cool down or not. I think I'd be, I'd be heating up at about 10-minute mark. No problem. Fair enough. Oh, like, hey, uh, every, everybody here not. around Manitoba knows I'm a three-lap wonder at best. So, um, <laughs> and that still might be 20 minutes. I, I might be that slow. Who knows? Um, but uh, um, what do you like about the helmet? You already mentioned the like you could feel it getting it cooler right off the hop, but. Uh, you're a guy who puts a lot of time on, on two wheels. Um, what do you, what do you like about the helmet? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really like, I mean, the two points that I spoke to you, obviously the adjustability has been really cool. I feel like, um, in the past, my head is kind of right in between the medium and large, uh, you know, shells in a lot of brands. Um, and so I've either felt like I needed to kind of squeeze in a little bit to medium or I felt like I needed to wear a large and it would just kind of be a little loose and, um, obviously not a, a big deal until you hit the ground and you want your helmet to be, you know, as clear as possible. So I really like the adjustability of it. Um, being able to wear, I'm in a large helmet that I can adjust to make it uh, fit at the right point of my head and be able to kind of adjust the angle. I think that's been uh, really cool for me. Um, I did mention the, the cooling was the first thing I noticed while riding. And I think overall the helmet is just so light. Um, it's just awesome. You know, you really don't even notice it when you're riding and, uh, works great with the goggles that I wear. So, um, really, really a big fan personally wearing it. Um, and I think it's, it's fun explaining to people all the technology that goes into it because outside of just what meets the eye of cool graphics, there's a ton of technology that's packed into it. Um, in the case that you do hit the ground, you're going to be, uh, super protected and, uh, and doing okay and able to walk away from it. Now, you, you bring up an interesting point there because I've had, um, like, industry representatives on the podcast in the past that have they, they represent a helmet that uh, is like boasts all kind of, of safety features but the the overwhelming majority of the the buying public looks at the helmet and says no thanks it's 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 a uh, it's a, a really interesting looking helmet it, it doesn't quite uh, it doesn't have um, has maybe a little bit too much of a euro look to it people can probably uh, guess as to which one I'm, I'm uh, uh, referring to uh, but I think that what you guys have right now is a great cross-section uh, of, of someone there's a lot of people who and like they're totally out there that, that buy a helmet because it looks cool um, I mean it's got that uh, that fashion statement but it's also got to perform and and what I love about the M10 is that like honestly I'm having the hardest time deciding on uh, on which one to pick and, and order off the website right now whether it be the uh, the black carbon with the white or uh, or the the red with uh, the white gloss because honestly my gear would look good with both of those like wild <laughs> right well you're 100 you're right i feel like as far as the the design cues goes um the helmet itself all the tech that got packed into it is in some terms really groundbreaking for what was on the market at the time when it came out um in uh, a couple of years ago there but um definitely uh 
wasn't too crazy where people didn't want to accept it, you know. And I think over time, um, you've seen more and people, more people kind of adapting to that look and style. And um, I think the graphics are just getting better and better over the years. So I think people are uh, really adapting the helmet as an, another legitimate option in the helmet space. And um, it matches up super great with other uh, gear companies as well. You see guys like Dean Wilson wearing it, uh, Aaron Plessinger, and um, I think it's just a really acceptable, uh, you know, helmet in your arsenal uh, for the track days or for out on the trails. Fair enough. Now, like for a, a lot of years now, we've we've heard uh, the the term MIPS thrown thrown around. First of all, it's kind of fun to say MIPS. Uh, but uh, on top of that, what the hell does it mean? What is and what does it mean for me as a as a consumer who I personally do hit the ground quite often, and when I do, it's at a very high rate of speed because I'm very fast at racing dirt bikes. Yeah, for sure. So basically, what MIPS is is uh, they've kind of developed um, kind of the ability to to let your head slip a little bit within the helmet. So. Um, in the case of dirt bikes and motocross, you have a ton of rotational force when you hit the ground. Um, so your head wants to keep moving in a direction and it's kind of implanted into the ground. You're kind of dealing with some of the issues with your visor digging into the ground or your chin bar, things like that. So uh, what MIPS does is kind of let your head impact the inside of the helmet and then allow it to slip a little bit. And it allows your brain to have a little bit of um, kind of leeway as far as which way it's moving in each, either direction. Um, and so our SM10 is actually using the MIPS E2 system, which is their most updated, most recent system um, for helmet technology. And uh, basically what it is is uh, the inside layer of our um, our helmet, basically the, the part that contacts your forehead and goes all the way around your head. The inside that contacts your forehead is going to be a different um, technology than what's going to actually be hitting against the inside of the helmet. Um, and so that's going to let your head kind of slip around on the inside um, and just r- reduce those overall rotational forces. Well, there you go. And that that's uh, like for those who uh, hit the ground, um, your, the, your worst nightmare is to get yourself in either a head or neck injury uh, that is going to keep you from continuing to do the sport or not able to go to work on Monday. And that's where uh, I have conversations with people at the track all the time about um, like what to spend on a helmet, how to invest in a helmet. And I always, you know, I, I've always believed in having a really high quality helmet almost over every, anything else. I would rather be, uh, in, in five-year-old boots than a five-year-old helmet. If, if you, uh, you do agree with me there. Um, but, uh, like the investment of, of, of actually putting in a good amount of your budget into a helmet in the fact that, um, other things like you can, you, like some people can go to work with a broken arm or, uh, or like something along those lines, broken leg. Uh, but when something happens to the neck or head, it, it, it it's, it's really, uh, a lot of times it's, it's not an option. And, uh, if you can invest in a helmet that'll allow you to go to work on Monday, that's worth it to me. Definitely. No, absolutely. I, I think for um, a lot of people, it's definitely, um, it's a weekend thing, right? And you want to make sure you can get back into the office on Monday or wherever your day job is. So helmet safety is super important for pros, but just as much for your average guy out there um, riding the vet track, wherever he's at. So um, definitely can't be um, under talk of how important helmet technology is and um, investing in what matters there. We definitely have some other options as far as the the SM8, which is basically the, the same design as the SM10, but without that, fancy carbon shell um so it's not quite as light 
And then we right. have our SM5 as well, which is more of our affordable um, version of the SM10. A lot of technology is brought into that, but a couple things are, are stripped away just to make it, um, you know, down into that price tier for people that are trying to get into moto for the first time. Um, but yeah, as a serious racer, um, there's nothing that you can uh, you can buy that's going to protect you more than a, a good helmet. That's for sure. 100. percent And then on top of that, uh, um, you you guys do offer through your website um, uh, a payment plan for the helmet. Uh, so if someone was uh, three in interest-free payments of uh, of 217 uh, with a firm, so you guys can move forward. And, and someone's like, "Yeah, it's just not in my price range." Well, maybe you can make it part of your price range by uh, by splitting that up a little bit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, just try to make it a little bit easier. And um, obviously we have a huge dealer network as well. If, um, if someone listening is interested, definitely encourage you to go in and try on a helmet, talk to your dealer and see if there's anything they can do to help you out and um, see what else is out there for options. But um, definitely, definitely a good option um, for helmets. And uh, we've been really stoked on uh, just overall impression from everyone. I think it's been great to have some of the pro dudes in it this year and seeing guys like jet with his uh, custom red bull lid and everything like that i think people have been really excited about it speaking of those custom red bull lids i texted you after i believe it was the indy one race uh what's the chanceability that the order for two brand new uh uh red bull helmets was placed maybe before that evening was even done because he uh he, he, he did a number on his, specifically his helmets that particular day. He did. He, he's had a couple um, unfortunate rounds for him. He, we went down a couple times, but our uh, our athlete guys are the best in the biz, so they're definitely prepared for, for stuff like that. Um, making sure that he's ready for every moto uh, with a new helmet if needed. Um, but, yeah, he unfortunately had a couple, couple bad luck crashes there in Indy, um, but looks like he's a little bit more on a roll here that last round in Florida. So hopefully he'll keep it off the ground as we move to Salt Lake. And um, I'm sure the guys will have a couple lids ready for him just in case. So um, all good there. Fair enough. Well, uh, uh, also a, a small humble brag that uh, as far as my calculations are concerned, I'm fairly certain that uh, Alpine Star Tech 10s have been on the feet of every single uh, Supercross winner aside from uh, the three that Ken Roxon have won so far this year. So that's not too bad. Like, I don't know if, it, like, is that good right. or? Yeah, is absolutely. That good? Yeah, we're stoked on that. Um, <laughs> obviously, Kenny's been riding awesome, you know, and watching some of the battles with Cooper and probably the other guys so far this year has been awesome for us. Um, definitely love to see the boots up there um, every race. And this past uh, race here in Orlando, we saw, um, you know, the whole podium for 450s were, were in Tech 10. So, uh, love to see that. It's definitely a, a race-proven boot, uh, and those guys are choosing it because they believe in it, you know. So uh, really excited to see that and uh, just to watch the rest of the season. Hopefully get a couple more Ws. How great is this Supercross season? Completely off topic of Alpine Stars, but how great is this season uh, been yeah. so far for you watching? Like, I know you're, you're like, like me, probably get your girlfriend to watch all the races, sitting there on a Saturday night listening to Lee Diffie just absolutely butcher the broadcast. No, absolutely. It's it's actually it's been awesome, man. I, I feel like this is around the time of year where usually you got your one guy is kind of starting to run away with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I don't feel like we have that quite yet. I felt like Kenny was making a run, and now Coop's kind of closing it back up. So 
should make for a good ending. I, I'd love to see Tomac go on as usual Tomac spree here um, once we hit Daytona and Atlanta since they're those like classic outdoor kind of more outdoor you know motocross style supercross but um yeah it's been it's been an insane year so far and probably 250s um remains pretty good for the rest of the the series i was, I was bummed to see so many guys going down at the last race but um if these guys can stay healthy i think that'll be good as well oh that was a huge bummer to see those guys uh hit the deck and not be able to uh make the 250 west series all that it can be uh a number of guys already uh, counting uh next to no points in that first main event uh like like it, it's out like it hasn't shown the flashes of it yet of course he's got one race win but like how crazy would it be if in uh, i guess we have is it because daytona dallas and then atlantis yeah i think it i think so i think that sounds right what if eli tomac is able to r- rattle off four out of those five wins like just turn this championship on its ear, which is completely possible. You never know. Oh, it would be insane. That would be Christmas in March. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, you just never know with one of these guys, man. I mean, you get you get one win and they start getting a little confident and uh they just try to keep it rolling, you know. So I love to see Tom I love like just watching Tomac Grind in general. I think his uh his style is just really unique. He just kind of like blasts through everything, so uh, we'd love to see him get a win at Daytona, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of good guys out there, and I think Anderson was looking great this past weekend. He can make a run for a win here soon. So uh, definitely, definitely a lot of different Tech Ten winner options out there for sure. Oh, I, I totally agree. Um, it's, uh, it's it's an exciting time to be a Supercross fan. That's why uh, we're getting tens of thousands of listens to the podcast. People are so excited, uh, and they've been like just blowing up my phone to have JT Fox back on. Absolutely love it. Now, um, JT, you're you're a, a guy who knows this helmet inside and out. You're and you're also um, you're familiar with uh, the the sales pitch. I'll give you this. You're 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 going up an elevator, or, or actually the the yeah the elevator. Give me your elevator pitch. You've never met me before, but you know I'm a moto guy. Uh, give me your elevator pitch as to why I should be in an Alpine Stars helmet uh, for 2021. Oh man! All right. Well, I'd say as far as uh, what I would say would be, it's full carbon race ready helmet. Um, your most serious racer needs to have a lid like this on. Um, 16 intake vents out the front and five exhaust vents out the back. So basically what that means is all that hot air from your head is just getting wiped straight out while you're riding, uh, keeping you cool while you're racing. Um, and as far as fitment, it's, it's one of the most versatile on the, on the market. So we've got four separate shells, four EPS liners. That's just going to make it really comfortable. And, uh, again, that a head fitment, uh, which is proprietary to Alpine stars is basically enables you to uh, adjust the helmet front and back up and down uh, to get that perfect fitment. So it's really nothing else like it on the market as far as adjustability and uh, safety is always the number one priority with Alpine Stars. So um, it's uh, overall a great, great helmet and uh, the style and graphics is uh, second to none. Does it have a cool paint job? Yeah. (laughs) And it's got a super cool paint job. You know what, JT? This is my this is the floor that I'm getting off at, but uh, I'm sold. I'm gonna I'm gonna go go to uh, right. uh, my local dealer and and order one uh, from my favorite parts guy. I'm gonna have to. 
perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's uh, we've been really stoked on it. I think uh, you know, if you went to go check out at your local dealer as well, I think they'll be able to study even more um, technology that we packed into this thing. But um, it's just really cool to have a, a head-to-toe setup and be a really legitimate um, player in the game as well. Um, not to only make helmets, but make one of the best ones out there. And um, yeah, we're we're super proud of the product for sure. 100%. And then on top of that, I know you guys do have an amazing uh, culture and, and group of people who work for the company, the sales reps that go to the dealers and educate those dealers on how to take the features and benefits that you guys provide and actually uh, demonstrate them uh, to the, the consumer. So that anyone who goes into a, a dealer that uh, is, carries the helmet, they're going to get literally all of this information and the ability to try it on all at the same time. Yep, 100%. Yeah, you can go in there. Um, they'll be able to help you out, tell you all the same stuff I was just mentioning, and um, probably add on a little bit uh, a little bit more, depending on what you need to, need to know about. Um, and super helpful to be able to pick it up, see how light it is, compare it to other brands that you're interested in, and uh, just make the decision based on uh, you know your budget and what you value most, and hopefully you'll find that uh, this is really the, the best value out there for a Premier Helmet. Amazing. Uh, between you, between you and myself, saying 100%, I'm sure Charles Castellou is a big fan of this episode, uh, given the fact that it seems to be a verbal cue for both of us. Um, fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely love the helmet. Love having you on to to uh, explain it to me because I'm just I'm a bricklayer. I don't know these things. Uh, plus, I think it's your job. Um, last thing that I wanted to talk to you about, aside from how uh, like you watching uh nhl hockey later on tonight probably later on there's some games uh it seems like there's games every other night is the super victory boots you got like this really goes to show how how long alpine stars has been an integral force within uh the protection of motocross racers uh i told you on the first time you you had you on the podcast that literally the first episode that i ever recorded with uh chris mellon almost exactly seven years ago, uh, I think it's seven years ago to, uh, next week, is uh, we had an Alpine Star uh, ad that was voiced by Al- by uh, Roger DeCoster himself. He was probably wearing a boot not too dissimilar from uh, from, the, from the, uh, the Super Victory boots. Tell me about them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's the first boot, right? That's the, the OG kind of started it all. Um, what's really interesting with like Alpine Star's history in general was just that um the mazarillo family uh he kind of started making boots just for his friends um that needed dirt bike boots basically and as he started making them um his friends were became interested and that's kind of where the the want need for these motocross specific boots came from um and then with help from you know riders like uh DeCoster, then bob Hanna, i mean uh it really turned into something special so that is like the original motocross boot of Alpine Stars, and you can see how much boots have evolved, and um, you know, just gotten the style has changed and everything else, um, all the way up to the Tech Tens now. Uh, really cool history that's packed into it, and really like solid boot to start with. You know, the the leather components and just overall ankle brace and just the thought that went into it is some of the same thought that we uh, we carry into our products today. Old school styling. New t- new school technology, smash them together, and you've got the you've got the fashion and function uh, of modern motocross. That is pretty cool. Uh, I think like 
those boots in and of themselves are reason enough to go to the website, check out uh, alpinestars.com. Um, but um, yeah, I definitely have to get my hands on a pair of those as well. JT Fox here on the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Handlebars. Go check out those guys as well. Jason Gerald's a good friend of mine, or at least I say so. He probably wouldn't agree, but either way. Um, JT, this has been this has been fun. It always is. You and I banter back and forth. Uh, a lot of um, opinions that align. Of course, people that listen to the podcast they don't hear us arguing off 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 air, but I'm sure there's plenty of that as well. Um, always a pleasure, my friend. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on and uh, kind of talking through the helmet a little bit. And uh, looking yes, forward to connecting with you guys again here soon. Awesome, man. Well, as always. Appreciate the time. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut off right there.